Welcome into episode 14 of Audio Bistro. We have one of my favorite groups, Bronze Whale, on the podcast. Aaron and Benny, thank you guys so much for coming on. How's it going? Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, we're cool. And like I said, you know, I think we were like, when I first started up Audio Bistro, like y'all were one of the first I reached out to, like that came to mind is like, I have like 20 some odd Bronze Whale songs, whether it's your originals or a collection of remixes, like on Spotify that I've liked. It's like one of my favorite groups. If I could talk to these guys, it'd be so fucking sick. Um, Oh, yeah. So stoked that you guys came on. Love your music. Um, for those who don't know, Bronze Whale is more of like electronic vibes, um, a little bit of like an R&B, like pop mix too kind of deal um, with your tracks. But ultimately, very it's a very chill listen and a lot of great, like I mentioned kind of earlier, little remixes to your tracks as well. There are a, lot of, a lot of sick remixes that y'all end up working on with, um, with artists. But the first main topic I have is for you, Aaron, how was the Traeger life since last time we spoke? Um, well, I don't, I didn't end up getting a pellet smoker. I just got a regular offset smoker and, uh, and it's like a super cheap thin one. So, so my life has been, uh, you know, putting, putting fire or putting wood on it. Like every, every 20 or 30 minutes, whenever I do, maybe steps to trigger life. You're making, you're making more headway than I've made. And that's still one of my dream goals is like a, like a future wannabe dad is I need that in my life. I mean, I've made some, I've made some, some killer briskets and chickens and and stuff on it, some ribs. So as long as it's turning out, that's right. That's all right. Um, and I should also preface the episode for like, anyone's like, Oh my God, like I never wear these glasses. I got like a headache. So I had to wear the blue light glasses first. (laughs) Predatory as I might look like I'm not taking them off no matter what, how ugly people might think I am. I'm all about it. Um, Back to the topics, you know, of Bronze Whale, the paperweight that is Bronze Whale, right? If if I'm recalling our last conversation from a while ago, right, Bronze Whale's name came from a story about just a paperweight, right? Yeah, yeah, it sure did. You got that? You got it sitting right there, Benny. Yeah. Oh uh, God, never, see that it. goes far. Oh. No fucking way, we're seeing it. Hey, that's, that your, that's the actual Bronze Whale. That's, that's it. Yeah. That is fucking sick. I love that. And I'm actually where just for this episode, I got the it's the Vineyard Vines on. I, it's the closest thing to a whale I can find. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, I'll represent. I'll give me some bronze whale gear from your website uh, and your merch page. Um, so I guess I feel like you've told the story a million times. I think you mentioned that. But what was I, I think we kind of talked about what was the other name ideas you had that if it wasn't bronze whale? I think that's the thing oh, I was most curious about. Man. Uh, I mean, we kicked around so many and I think, I think like I, I standing around a a fire pit one night, kicked out something dumb like bangers and mash. And, uh, and I mean, you have to take into consideration too. This was like 2011, 2012, 20. Yeah. Early 2012. When we first started talking, it was, uh, the, uh, was it the December of 2010? Right before we 20, did our first thing. 2011, I think, yeah. is when we first started talking. December and then 2012. So there's a lot of questionable names of artists in general. Yeah, I mean, um, Dovestep was still popping real hard. I think just using the word banger in, in reference to a song was, cool was relatively new. So <laughs> yeah, it was like, cool at the time. I'm not sure it would have stuck this in this day and age, but at the time, no. probably would have went off. Yeah, but so we came up with Bronze Whale, I guess, or Benny did. Just looking at that paperweight inspires ideas, I guess. Yeah. That's and awesome. Then I, and then it just became the, uh, uh, you know, if, if 
if we we were, we were like we'll just we'll do this and if if we come up with something better then then you know we'll we'll go ahead with that because I think we just made like a remix or actually even like a bootleg or something, um, and um, just decided well let's just put it on SoundCloud and we just need a name for it right so, okay. so we had to do something and then we just never never changed it. <laughs> and he, and here we are today. It, it worked out yeah. perfect. So that's that's yeah. all good. Um, and y'all have like a um, a mu- Is it a music blog? Is it like I think we talked about it. It's like a blog of some sort. I thought I'm, I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna be totally disrespectful saying this. Like, didn't you like call it like earwax or something? Like ear something or uh, wax hole? Wax hole. <laughs> yeah, wax hole. That was another kind of thing too. Is like I like uh, so. I mean, I guess it had a little bit of a meaning, not really, <laughs> but like. So I started um, DJing when I, you know, when I was really young, and and at the time it was only uh, vinyl, um, and so just the idea, you know, the 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 name Wax is something that was, you know, that that people use regularly in 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 terms of you know talking about records, and so uh, I once I started DJing digitally, it it became kind of important to catalog where I was finding music. Um, and, uh, there, it was, it was hard at the time because there wasn't really a lot of places to, um, uh, I don't know, like find digital music because I mean, stream, this is, oh God, like 2011, I guess. Yeah. 2011, 2012. And the blog, uh, the blogosphere was still really, really strong with, with music. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would, I created a blogger, um, site as just kind of like a, 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 a place for me to deposit links so that I could go back to them and find them and, um, found a lot of stuff off of, you know, the hype machine and things like that. And would find music that I wanted to download, uh, for, for sets. Um, and, uh, some friends machine. just kept, started sending me links like, Hey, you should throw these in there. And then it just kind of became a blog and every, and, and a handful of other friends got named Justin and then Benny got involved and, and it became a, a music blog. And they, they would write about it and write about music, and I would just throw in stuff and do, like, one one or two-word uh, reviews about stuff. Like, this is dope, and that would be, like, a whole <laughs> review. And uh, But, like, some of the other people were definitely more writers than me. Um, but then, yeah, it got picked up by Hype Machine, and, uh, and we turned it into a record label later on down the road. And it kind of was our, our you know, foray into... Um, uh, into the music industry, kind of getting to know Damn. some other music industry people, and it 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 was it was really good for us when we were releasing music to kind of see that back door of what it's like to be uh you know a music media outlet and and had and learning how people approach you. Interesting. Well, that's a that's a hell of a story behind behind Wax Hole. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you kind of spoke about you know when Benny got involved with that. I was I was curious uh, where where did. The kind of connection have i think it's both from y'all being from texas aaron now you're in california but where did the connection come in and like when did you guys decide like hey benny like your voice needs to be the voice of this thing this this bronze whale project you want to take this one benny yeah so like uh, i mean as far as like us connection as far as us getting started with the project or yeah yeah, yeah like, like how yeah. do we meet um when you guys become so best friends yeah, it was uh there was like a music website that was just kind of cutting its teeth back in like 2011 and um I was working like a desk job and just kind of hating it looking for oh. anything to to fuck off with and found this music website where it was just kind of like a 
curation for people to come into a room. And I know there's a bunch of, of new ones popping up that are kind of doing it, but, uh, yeah. So I just, I got on this app called turntable back then and, and started hosting rooms. And, um, I think at the time it was predominantly like hip hop and some like dubstep, like early stuff. And, um, it just kind of people from all over started coming to the room every day and playing music. Um, but since I was inviting like people that I knew locally into the room, it kind of just spread within like the Austin community and we started to get more producers and artists from the area. So, um, mm. friends of friends introduced Aaron to it and he came in he started playing, um, some of his music, uh, that he had been working on, um, uh, predominantly like remixes at the time you were doing right. And, uh, some remixes, some, remixes, some really bad originals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just super cool. And he was like super down to earth and it was something I was always interested in. So, um, he was talking about building a studio, um, in central Austin, kind of close to where I lived. And I was like, Hey, I work at Apple. I can get you probably like a big discount on a computer. Well, this guy. Um, and he was like, Hey man, if you want to hook me up with a computer, like I'll show you how to make some beats. And I was like, that's your first mistake. Cause the moment he let me in that studio, I oh, just God. like never left. So yeah, that's stuck awesome. around and I just like instantly knew I was like, I, I don't know what any of this is, but it's like something I want to do. So fuck um, yeah, I was like a band nerd growing up, but I never really found like the area that fit perfectly. Like mm. I played guitar, but that always just felt like kind of a hobby. So, yeah. um, I think I saw really quick with like the talent that he already had and my understanding of like building sites and kind of building some marketing. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I think I can make up kind of more of like the managerial end of this project as I learn the awesome. beats. And uh, yeah, we just kind of like both put in our strengths in the beginning. And um, what I didn't know about production would just be a lot of, um, sitting behind Aaron and, and I could just at least like vocalize, you know, and, and writing for the blog helped that a lot because, you know, we could, we could take in so much music that we loved and really like compare it and be like, you know, what are we lacking? What are we missing? What, what are our strengths and weaknesses? And so that helped us grow really quick um, and, and have a really strong idea of just like what was, what was working and what wasn't. So uh, I think we kind of like cut our teeth that way. And it wasn't until maybe like four or five years ago that we had like, you know, a firm grasp of what we were like really doing with this project and what we wanted it to be. And that was kind of like the turning point with like the vocals and stuff is, was like, Hey, let's really take over like every aspect. You know, we, we had moved towards vocally driven music as we made instrumentals, but it was always just you know, us searching for vocalists and, and, you know, waiting to hear back, we get a demo, but then we never get a finished. And so I would, um, kind of like little by little do like demo versions or just like sing what I thought it should be or have vocal notes. And I think one night, finally, we were all just around a fire kind of shit house. And Aaron was like, let's sing on that song inside. And I walked in and did it and we all listened to it. And our friend Austin, who's on our label is, as polls turned and he was like, yes, you should, you should just do that. Which yeah. Our manager at the time was real happy about cause she had been pushing yeah. that for like two years. So I think um, you're going to, you're going to actually do this now. Sorry. It's kind of what it became, you know? And I was like, oh shit, I have to learn how to be a singer. <laughs> I, I think, oh man, you know, the first one was warm, right? I think, uh, the first, well, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess say it a long time ago. And that was more of kind of like a, just using you as a sampler mm -hmm. and just, and just kind of like 
recording your voices and sampling them. And that was way back in the gap, but like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, warm was the first one. I think that we really had an intention of, of, of having his vocal on. Um, I mean, not at first we wrote it and he was just like, Hey, let me take a stab at it. And I think it was just, yeah, like you're saying it was, it was just one too many Miller high lives later. And, um, <laughs> and, and then nothing wrong with that. Either. And then, uh, and we put it in and it was just, it was infectious. I mean, we listened to it and okay. it was just like, man, this thing, like I, you know, like we know right away when there's one that's like we just like want to keep listening to it, and it's rare when you want to listen to your own music. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I think you know with that one, it just it just felt like such a vibe. And then we were like put it out, and people really liked it. And so mm-hmm. we were like, well, let's just try that again. And we tried it again, and then we did it. Yeah. I think with patterns was like the next one, and patterns did patterns actually opened up doors for us. So then from there it was like well, well shit, I guess we kind of have to keep doing this. <laughs> Well, fuck yeah. I mean, the voice and the production style, like, lay in perfectly together, to be honest with you guys. And it's, fuck, it sounds like you're blood brothers at this point anyways. So, (laughs) I mean, it seems to all mesh perfectly together. Like, like anyone who's listening to your music, I mean, you just kind of know. It's, Benny, your voice is unique, man. Like, you can, you instantly know when you listen to a Browns Whale song. Aaron, that's not a knock on, you know, great production behind it, you know, obviously. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's kind of easy to tell. And like you guys mentioned, sounds like a lot of stuff you've done on your own, Benny, and, you know, website building and Aaron's production and the the blog, you know. You guys obviously do a lot of everything on your own with Browns Whale. You know, do you feel like um, that has been the best path for you guys in order to really accomplish what you've wanted to with the music and with that, you know, the brand and in a whole? It's hard to say. I mean, I it's you know it's the path we're on, and I'm glad we're on it. We've definitely you know we've talked uh, with major labels many times along the way, um, and and you know considered that, and you know we still wonder like you know what would have happened if we would have done that, and would it have been better? Because there's always that you know that that thing that people say where it's like, well, you make less money, but you know like per sale, but there's more sales. So it ends up more and more money and then Mm -hmm. how far they can push you and all that. And so we've always been really, you know, curious what would have happened if we would have done that. But we've been kind of sticklers about like ownership and really like owning everything that we do and, and, and sort of like being in charge of all of the major pillars. So it's like with magic, magic, our label, you know, we're in charge of our release timeline and kind of how we want to do it. So if we feel like, you know, this song that we put out is purple. So we want to put it out when it feels purple outside. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like we, we, you know, this sounds like summer. Let's make sure it releases in the summer. This sounds like fall. Let's put it in the fall. And so like being able to have like total control over that and just being able to own it in the long run. If like a label did come, want to swoop in and buy everything, then, you know, we own all of our masters. Yeah. It's always been kind of just a trade off. Like we knew that we knew that the shortcomings of it, like it, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about building community. Um, It's why we, even uh, with artists we might not be working with, we try to, you know, constantly reach out to the artists that we really like. Um, since we're not on a label with anyone, we're running our label and we have, you know, a few artists under under that label. But, um, you know, having full ownership gives us so much flexibility to do with our music what we want. But it's never lost on me that you could, you know, having a little bit more community through a major or like a, a larger indie can open up some doors quicker. Um, yeah. Personally, I think just having steady growth has been the biggest benefit. We've never peaked. We've never like had an explosion and then fallen off. It's just been like, you know, we, we can tell by the data that we look at of what we're doing that it, every month it grows a bit. So music analytics, folks, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. I mean, to your point, you had 5.2 million streams to wrap up your 2021 on Spotify. Um, you're doing something right, obviously. Um, 
So I guess just throughout the whole journey, you know, what has been like the biggest high or just memorable moment of your guys' like little brotherhood through music together? Oh man. There's just whether it's music or just like something that's happened because bronze whale became a thing. Uh I mean, for me it it it's just you know, I get it every time that we know that we're onto a song. Like uh, my kind of high, my my addiction with this is just that that feeling whenever you're writing something and you just know that it is going to, you know, it's it's going to be meaningful in some degree to other mm. people. It it makes the hair on my my arm stand up, you know, and it's like yeah, it tickles the bones a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and that feeling is something that you know definitely chase. Um, and um and yeah i i'm excited because it's it's just gonna keep happening (laughs) better yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean uh, as it keeps happening y'all just released let's get into it um not to bury it anymore y'all just released a new song saint lynn's or saint lynn sorry um it's an absolute just chill summer vibe just very easy on the ears you know just let the sunroof down and just hang loose in the sun kind of vibe it's great song um, so with that kind of sounds like St. Lynn is the spot. Uh, what is the, what's, what's the best thing you have to say about St. Lynn? Take it, Benny. Uh, I mean, for me, like one of the coolest things that I've seen happen over the last year or two is, is doing everything in house from initial production to the vocals, to Aaron and I getting together and, and rapping these songs and, having controlled art and everything else is, is like each piece is, is a part of this whole, but they don't happen at the same time. They can be different memories. I mean, Aaron started St. Lynn, uh, by himself, but was in like a a new headspace. He had been hitting me up being like, I want to start trying to write some like demos where I'm just like, fuck it. I get in here and I don't think about anything (laughs) I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, turn all the media off and I'm just like, I'm just going to write a tempo and see what happens. And so, um wait is saint lynn is saint lynn an actual real location i feel like it's got to be yeah it's a street okay uh, just someone lives in virginia Saint Lynn. <laughs> what, no i mean what makes saint so, lynn the fucking bees i mean i don't know how public i want to make it but like i mean I just, <laughs> okay okay we don't gotta we don't gotta i'm trying to parse through the song and listen to him like it's, i wonder what's behind yeah, it was it's, a, it's it's in a neighborhood where i bought a house yeah it's a it's a studio <laughs> location and so you know, Aaron wrote that demo and then he sent it to me and we've kind of just got like a, a revolving folder of all the stuff that like could be an idea, probably should be an idea. Some of them that have been needing me to finish vocals for six months and, you know, I'll just cycle through those and listen to them. And every time I got back to that one track, it was super resonating with um, like the time for me. I was like heading to Denver with uh, some of the people that do Meow Wolf, like the art installations, and they were opening the Denver location. And so it was just this big, awesome party of all these people celebrating this huge accomplishment. And that beat just like stuck. I was like, oh man, that beat is like in my ears, my moment at this event. And so I just kind of sat back and watched how everything unfolded for the weekend. And and the lyrics kind of came to me and um, that's why they're like heavy on this idea of like nights that don't end and floating a couple inches off the floor. Cause everyone was just getting wild. And, uh, that sounds pretty fucking it was dope. And so like, I bring these <laughs> lyrics back to them. I'm like, here's this experience with Meow Wolf. And then here's this, you know, track that you wrote over here in California. Let's put this together. And then we go and we finish it, you know, in sunny California. And it, you know, from like 
kind of a colder event on a rooftop to the sunny beat. It was just like all these different pieces that come together and make the final thing. So, you know, that's my favorite part of it at this point. It's just like, it's multiple stories all in one piece of art. Damn. So. Well, I'm sure there's multiple St. Lynn's out there somewhere. So <laughs> God bless, God bless them all then in that, in that case. Uh, but St. Lynn was, uh, I think it's your second release of the mm -hmm. year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, and then you're just saying you got a lot of backlog stuff, some stuff that, you know, Benny, come on now, let's get those let's yeah, get get vocals, vocals on, on the tracks. tracks. <laughs> let's get those vocals on the tracks because I mean, the shape of things was your last EP and honestly it was great. So from my perspective, hoping there's more like that, two songs out, are we, are we building towards something here, gents? Yeah, we are. Uh, we, we actually recorded St. Lynn, um, back in, I think, what was it? December. Uh, mm -hmm. or January and um and we recorded the vocals of that along with um like eight? six or seven other yeah. songs. Eight eight songs, yeah. Um Ooh. so we have all of that all recorded. We have a, a a lot a lot in the pocket. We're not entirely sure if an E P or an album is is what we want to do or just keep, you know, hitting releases like every month or two, um and just drop singles, maybe two pack here. Who knows? I mean Ooh. it could one, way, one way or another, one way or another, they're coming out. Yeah, the singles always seem to be like a the most digestible way, but I don't. I always get it in my head every like six months where I'm like, all right, we need to like package some material together. The hardest part of it though is you know a lot of what we wrote over the last two, two or three years. I mean, we had this huge chunk where we wrote like eight or nine songs that we were pretty dead set we're going to be a set, a new album, and then some of those got tabled, um, kind of mid pandemic. Uh, cause we were just like, what do we even want to fucking say right now? Like, are we stoked? Are we coming out of this? Are, are people like ready to hear something positive again? A lot of this is dark as shit cause we've been hiding and, uh, and you know, we're, we're really big on making sure that not only like, is it a song that's up to our standard, but does it fit the moment that it's coming out? And, um, yeah, and so everything's kind of a clusterfuck hard to weed yeah, through there's, that. There's a lot of stuff, you know, the, I, I would say the thing I love about the music that I make with Aaron is, um, you know, since we're not trying to hop on any trend, it's usually kind of a weird amalgam of genres. I can go back to something that's like a year and a half table and I'd be like, Oh, this still fucks. Like we could, we could finish this. And so, <laughs> um, it does make it nice to have more like evergreen sounds and styles in our music. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes they make more sense. You know, we'll resend something to a label two years later and they're like, Oh, that's like what people are doing right now. We're like, yeah, so we told you like two years ago. We said it to you. And so I mean that makes a lot of sense. I honestly so obviously Mac Miller's passed mm -hmm. away, R. I. P. My favorite like artist of all time is Mac Miller, and I'll never get to see him in concerts like mm -hmm. my ultimate just like sad moment. Um but so huge fan. Obviously I got like the, the kids mixtape right here, but when he keeps like having new releases come out as obviously, obviously just his older catalog. So we're hearing all this unreleased Mac Miller from when he was like just getting out of high school mm -hmm. type of era where just hearing that, that older vibe, just like sometimes like, Oh my God, I fucking you know, needed this. Like this is probably doesn't even yeah, scratch the surface too. That's the crazy part. And, and sometimes when I see <sighs> stuff like that, it reminds me too, that, you know, some of the, the music that we have that we may be beating ourselves up about or unsure about is, is good. And people would want to hear it. And, we work hard, me especially, Aaron pushes it a lot more about, you know, this is stuff people want to hear. We should get it out the door because I get so in my head about it. Is it like the right song? Is it perfect? Is it done? Um, I mean, 
literally, I think everyone that this conversation, at least, uh, again, I'm only 14 episodes deep, but this has kind of been a conversation and a topic with a couple artists now, and everyone has said the same exact thing. Even when I was producing a little bit myself, not even close to the extent of anyone I've even talked to on this show, but still even then, like, I'm at the same place where I still have shit where I got halfway done and never picked it up again, and it's just like I have the audio file just still exists for some reason. <laughs> and it, it just makes it, it makes no sense, but, but yeah, I'm a... Now I completely forget where I mean, I'm going at some with this, point, to be honest with you. Like, I, I think one of the most difficult things as an artist is is not only creating stuff, but also knowing when to call something done. And, and yeah, and actually putting keep it like, moving forward mm-hmm. with yeah. the track type mm-hmm. of thing. And We've finding practiced. a balance between you know starting new stuff and finishing stuff, because that's also something I hear all the time is people that are like, well, if I can't figure out how to finish this thing, I'll just start another one. Then I'll start another one. Then I'll start another one. And at some point, you got to finish them. So if you have to find a balance between mm-hmm. like, okay, I've started, you know, twenty things. Now I have to focus for the next month on like finishing five or six of them or something. So it's it's difficult. It's real hard. Yeah, I think it's a real step in a producer's just growth and being able to take that next step. I again, I don't I don't think I ever achieved that, but I think I also know my passions kind of lied elsewhere, and it was with this channel doing more than just the production side, but seeing how I can be do more with like just being involved in music and also like supporting music in a greater sense. I feel like obviously just doing my own production, I couldn't do that. And maybe that's why I never got over that hump or really tried to get over that hump. But obviously guys like yourselves have, um, not picking favorites here, but since we're on the topic of, you know, songs, not picking favorites, but definitely picking favorites. Um, what's been like the greatest remix that y'all have had sent to you of one of your tracks, or maybe one that just like, when you got it sent, you turn it on and just knock your fucking socks off. Like, oh my god, this is really a remix of, uh, of our song. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I mean, not they all been. I've been, but, but definitely super pick your pleased favorite. with all of them. I, I think the one that stands out to me the most. There's an artist. Um, I can't. I can't remember where he's from. Maybe Netherlands. Uh, Are you talking Genji? about Genji? Yeah, Genji Beats and J E N G I. Yeah, is how I think. Maybe I think yeah, and okay. uh, he he did a remix for us that um, man it uh, that was the uh, Tom Aspall wasn't it Benny? Uh, no, it was uh, Love to Feel with Kai. Love to Feel. That's right. That one was um, that one's really special too because that was in a time where you know we were starting to write more originals, but still the confidence wasn't there. Like we knew we were we were at that point. Um, I think mainly we just started to realize a lot of the remixes we were doing, we were using nothing but the vocals. And I was like, at this point, like, what are we doing? Like, we have originals here, but we're just using someone else's vocals. And so, um, you know, we were still a little nervous about those originals. And this kid at the time comes along and he just takes this track and makes the most, like, beautiful version of it and uh and it kind of just like showed us even where we could be with with our stuff and like definitely yeah. voice you know and um and you know had to like swallow a little pride too because at the time the original had like fifty thousand uh, plays yeah. and the, like his like had like two million and we're like all right dude like you know oh, just shit. the thing up. about it that was the wild to me i guess why i would say that that was my favorite because like for me like i, I think not only the music production, but like the engineering side, uh, I'm super nerdy about, and is always have always been really fascinated with like the mixing and the mastering and all that stuff. And like, and often when we do, you know, we send off for remixes, 
I will normally be like, okay, I want to mix and master all of these when they come back so I can make sure everything's cohesive, make sure it all sounds good. And this kid sent us something, you know, that was just like, I was like, how did you do that? Like, how does it sound that good? So he like, he, he blew, you know, our sound out of the water as far as like the, you know, the quality and the tonal balancing and everything. So it really stood out to me in that sense. Damn. Damn. Well, unintentionally making you feel bad about nah. your own shit. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I don't know how great about it. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. He killed it. I mean, that's, I mean, that that's cool. No, you guys, like I said, y'all, there's a lot of good remixes out there of your song. And again, it's not saying your song's bad. They're, they're great. And a remix is what it is. Have y'all, has Brown's Whale done much remixing? Or you, I think a lot of your stuff is mostly original, if I'm not mistaken. Have you done, like, anything, a lot of attention to a bronze whale not like lately remix? uh well we actually have one coming out soon i won't spoil that who it is we Ooh. did one for a friend but um it's been a long time we definitely sh you know we started that way and i think we kind of like really learned how to work with vocals and mix vocals and, mm -hmm. and write around vocals by mm -hmm. doing remixes um and uh and in the beginning we were definitely doing majority remixes and then we started peppering in originals and then it turned into originals uh pretty you know, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much only. So um, I think it's a pretty natural progression, but... And the remix uh, world yeah. can be I, a little tough. You know, I think as we hit kind of like a like a low midpoint, we were coming out of like a brand new artist and started getting more attention. You know, in the beginning, we were really pushy for remixes. We would just hit up artists we love, and we did one for like Adventure Club and uh, Felix Cartal and a Ooh. couple other people. Um, but, you know, as those names started to grow, uh, you know, we still didn't have any leverage. We were still super small, but they all they all liked the work we were doing. Um, and then we just started seeing more and more fall through. Um, we did like one for Alessia Cara we were really excited about. And uh, I think we had one for like Big Boy and, and it just like killed us every time one that it didn't make it or it would make it. And the terms would just never be in, in such a small artist's favor. Um, that, you know, it kind of really pushed us into originals, but it also pushed us to where, you know, we, you know, from the blog days, we're like, we want to find artists that are small. They're going to be hungry. They're going to give us great remixes. And we always give them like 50% of the cut. I'm like, I want to give them what we never got out of these remixes. And so, you know, we tell them up front, you're like, if you do it and we love it, you take half the money. Like we want you to own what you did and feel good about it. It's a nightmare for our label manager, but we're, yeah. you know, we, we just like, it's, <laughs> it's super important to us to like build that relationship. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's good shit. Y'all are like the athletes who like always will like go to the, give the autographs to the kids on the sideline. They're not just skimping <laughs> on anyone who's walking by us. And you guys just don't big league anyone at this point. It's like, how, how can I make someone like, you know, make their day to day? Cause obviously you've been through it. And again, that's kind of a reason why this channel exists. Like I kind of mentioned is cause artists go through some shit with their music like anything and you can do to help them out you know is the is the way to go um but also the reason i asked about if you're doing remixes is because i noticed the umami sample pack volume two and there's of course there's volume one but um this is kind of speaking to that whole obviously with remixing you use a lot of stems and whatnot and i think if this is like a big just sample sample pack different stems um i missed that like high of like Oh my god! I found a great fucking sample pack, and I can just like just mix them into all this whatever I'm working on. But is that like a is that a both of you guys thing, or is that Aaron more of just a, it's both of a us? Year thing? Uh, I I think the first one we we uh, our manager at the time um, was 
she got hit up by Splice, and Splice wanted a sample pack, and so we kind of, they gave us, like, the way that they put it together, oh, cool. and so we had to sort of build that, and uh, it's, but it was something that we were definitely interested in um, mm-hmm. for a long time, and um, and so we, we write a ton of starter ideas uh, that, you know, that just hit the floor and, and don't ever turn into released songs, and so we figured it would be a really easy way to go in and just, you know, bounce some of the the melodies and drum tracks and all that stuff that we have in those starter ideas down to to stems and use those or and make loops out of them and um use those for sample packs and and at least utilize some of the stuff that we may not actually turn into full-on songs Hmm. that's kind of fun cool um no interesting well thank you guys so much for coming on before we fully dip out here we do got to say happy birthday to benny Time is happy birthday. Aaron. happy birthday to Benny. What are you turning? 22, 23? Is it this or is this big 21? Oh man, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm turning 35 years old. So Ooh, congratulations, congratulations on life, Benny. Thank you. Well, everything hurts. I don't <laughs> I don't think I see a gray. I can't I can't see a gray here from here. So the lighting doing... is phenomenal. Oh, must room, be. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Something's going right for you. That's awesome. Well, happy birthday, Benny. He is a young uh 25 years old now. Feels good. <laughs> Feels good. But uh, Bronze Whale, again, you guys just, they just released their new song, St. Lynn. Go check it out. It's going to be on Audio Bistro's playlist um, with a lot of other fucking Bronze Whale on our playlist. So uh, this episode is, of course, it's on the website. It's, it's going to be everywhere on the socials. I, I highly encourage you all to check Bronze Whale out. Would not have him on if I didn't love the music and didn't want to support it. So thank you guys again for coming on. It was great talking to you both. Thanks for having us, man. Hell yeah. Thanks for having us. For sure.